the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on this Friday. It is the 24th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2021, and we are loaded for bear again today. We just have so much important news to talk about, and we have so many important guests uh, that we are going to get to. Uh, to discuss it. Coming up in about half an hour at 9.35, the man who has finally done what a lot of people feel like Republicans should have done a long time ago. Ten months of chaos, ten months of abrogation of oaths, ten months of uh, of complete incompetence, ten months of perhaps treasonous activity. Um, why hasn't Joe Biden faced impeachment articles yet? That's what a lot of people are asking. Well, Bob Gibbs, Ohio congressman, 7th District, did introduce those. He's got about three or four others who have co-sponsored the articles of, in, of uh, uh, impeachment. Now, they're probably not going to go anywhere because the Republicans are in the minority in the House. But, uh, and Nancy Pelosi, of course, will no, never allow it to go through. But it is important to get this stuff on the record. We're going to talk to Bob Gibbs at 935 this morning about his articles of impeachment. At 1010, Senate candidate Bernie Moreno. Back on the air with us. Did you know that Bernie Moreno, I found this out yesterday, didn't even know it. Bernie Moreno offered to buy the Cleveland Indians in order to save their name. According to the reports and according to uh, somebody in, in Bernie's team, his camp, his, you know, his campaign, uh, I said, did he really offer $1 billion to 
to buy the Cleveland Indians and save the name, and they confirmed yes. I said we need to talk to Bernie Moreno. So we're going to talk to him about that and also about his trip coming up on Monday down to the border to observe and comment on and learn more about the border crisis. So Senate candidate Bernie Moreno, uh, Moreno will be with us at 1010. And then at 1035, our regular visit from former State Representative Christina Hagan. She will have commentary on all of the biggest news of the day as well. So I'm looking forward to that. So there you have it. Congressman Gibbs. Senate candidate Moreno, and then former Ohio Representative Christina Hagan, all on the program this morning. As for you, you can be on the program this morning as well. Hit them where they ain't, right? Pick your spots where we don't have guests lined up and ready to go. Dial 216-901-0945 before, between, and after guests. Dial 216-901-0945. gets you there, too. I'll do that again slower. 888-281-888. One 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 zero. So we would love to hear from you this morning as well. Now, let's start our day as we always do with our Pledge of Allegiance. Please, patriots, if you have a flag, stand and face it. If you don't, at least stand and put your hand over your heart and join us for the recitation of the pledge. Liberals, Biden voters, uh, supporters of the invasion of our southern border, you can go ahead and sit this one out. We know you don't care anyway. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all yeah let's talk about that southern invasion uh 16,000 refugees if you want to call them that i call them scam artists were underneath that bridge just two days ago now a lot less. Why? Let's discuss. Heavy machinery begins the process of tearing down the migrant camp underneath the International Bridge in Del Rio. This is the federal government continues to clear it as fast as possible. As of Thursday evening, the camp's population was down to roughly 3,000, a significant decrease from a climax of nearly 15,000. DHS confirming to Fox News that just over 1,400 migrants from the camp have been deported back to Haiti, and just over 3,200 others have been sent to other sectors or let go with future court dates. Those numbers are extraordinarily important. Why did they clear this out? Why did they take that tent city or that little commune that had developed underneath that bridge? Why did they make sure to get that cleared out within 24 to 48 hours? Processing or removing 16,000 roughly people out. They think they said there's around 3,000 remaining. So roughly 12 to, uh, to 13,000 individuals uh, moved out from underneath that bridge, either being deported or being brought into the United States, into other cities, including those in the north which is the vast majority of them. Why did they do that again? They're clearing out that camp because they don't want migrants riled up during a BLM protest expected this weekend, rushing to sweep away the horrific optics under the bridge of the third world conditions. Now, about 3,000 remained, according to the folks on the ground there last night. 1,949 Haitians have been sent back to Haiti. 3,901 were moved to CBP custody, where they're going to be removed or released into the community. But the camp had 50 15,000. The camp had 15,000. So there are at least 10,000 that have been released into the community, if you will, released into American cities. Again, with just notices. Hey, don't forget you have to appear to come back to, to sit in front of a judge or a panel that will determine whether or not you can stay in the United States. Like, yeah, they're coming back. 
Sure they are. They want to have that hearing. They want to have that meeting. They want to have that judgment where they might get sent back to their Central American or their uh, South American countries. And note what I just said. I didn't say back to Haiti. Because a an extraordinary large number of those quote-unquote Haitians who were under that bridge and who had uh, thought, you know, kind of heeded the, the, the siren's call to come to the American border. They weren't living in Haiti. They may have been Haitian, but they have been living and prospering in South American countries, a large number of them. There was a graphic. Somebody took a picture of just a few dozen of the few thousand uh, identification cards that were found discarded. These ID cards were ID cards from South American countries that these supposed Haitians, which were fleeing the terrible natural disaster that led to the economic calamity in Haiti, and oh my gosh, we have to take them into the United States, as if they were coming from a dirt hut to the United States directly. How could we, in our, in our humanity, possibly turn them away? The reality is they got out of Haiti a long time ago and had uh, identifications showing where they lived in South America and that they were living, and when I say prosperously, don't, please understand, I'm not saying in wealth, but they were not in need of the economic uh, asylum, if you will, that it is being made to, to seem. That's the reality. So all of these people... Uh, rather than being deported back to those countries, are being released into the United States. As of yesterday morning, uh, roughly 3,000 to 5,000 of the 15,000 have been quote-unquote deported or expected to be. The remaining ten to 12,000 released into the country, permitted to travel nationwide, and again, Never to be seen again. Once they get papers, once they get cards, once they get whatever, uh, you know, and this, I'm, I'll just be blunt. Because this, this is a huge problem. The FBI will tell you so. Once they start stealing identities of Americans, and then they get their own papers, and they get their own uh, so, uh, phony Social Security numbers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, then they'll never, ever have to face uh, removal from the country. And yes, if you did not know, part of the massive epidemic, if you want to call it that, maybe pandemic, if you will, of identity theft, is the responsibility of the massive numbers, the millions of illegal aliens who are coming into this country and trying to find ways to, quote, legalize themselves by breaking American law. The important part also of that report that I just gave you, why did they want him cleared out in 24 to 48 hours? Because of the BLM rally. There's a BLM protest scheduled to take place near that bridge as Black Lives Matter is going to scream and rant and rave about the conditions under a bridge in a tent city or, 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 or a weird little uh, commune that all of these black and brown faces were living in as if they were condemned to live there, as if somebody forced them there, as if somebody twisted their arms or put them there at the point of a spear. These are illegal aliens trying to break into the United States while the breaking is good. While the call, again, came from the Biden administration, get here now. You're going to be able to stay. That's just the reality. But BLM still doesn't like how they're being treated down there. BLM is going to rally because some of them were blocked from coming across the border by Border Patrol agents, not on motorcycles, but on horseback. And apparently horses are racist. You get that? Horses are racist. 
I know that sounds silly, but apparently border agents catching illegal aliens on foot is okay. Border agents using ATVs, all-terrain vehicles is okay. Motorcycles, too. Jeeps, trucks, all of those things are okay. Put them on a horseback and it's, oh my God, it looks like slavery. Those racist horses. It sounds insane because it is insane. That is exactly what's going on. Texas State Rep or Texas uh, uh, Congressional Representative Brian Babin. Texas has taken the brunt of this, and it's all because of the invitation, basically, that the Biden administration has made, starting back when he was a uh, candidate for president. Uh, he has reversed these wonderful policies that worked. The policies on the border that led to the most secure border we have seen in our lifetimes. And this after one of the most radically unsecured borders in the, in the eight years of the Obama administration. It only took Donald Trump four years to completely turn that around by building the common, sensible, physical barrier known as the wall and by actually committing resources to the border and then negotiating diplomatically with our neighbors to the south and asking the Mexican government to do their part in keeping these people away from our border, which they did, and if they do come seeking asylum from uh, whatever... whatever uh, uh, punishment or whatever persecution that they faced in their home countries, that they remain in Mexico until we can have a hearing. Remain in Mexico policy was one of the best policies for, uh, you know, a fair uh, uh, agreements that any president in recent years has made. But Joe Biden tore that up literally on day one. And so what have we had? We have had more than just a border surge. We have had an absolute invasion of our southern border. There is just no other way to describe that. But Black Lives Matter is going down there, and they don't want him to be, quote, all riled up, the official said, seeing the terrible optics of uh, all of these individuals uh, waiting underneath that bridge, including about 380 or so pregnant women who were supposedly under that bridge, again, of their own free will, and their decision to go under that bridge to come from Central America through Mexico and get there uh, is, uh, you know, which is their decision is going to be rewarded as they are being released into the United States. They also, by the way, are not being asked to prove that they're pregnant. No pregnancy tests. If you're a female in that 15, group of fifteen to sixteen thousand, just say you're pregnant and you're on your way in. And of course, for those who are pregnant, all they have to do is have their babies on the U.S. side of the border. And the babies are automatic American citizens by birthright citizenship, something that should be abolished. And then, of course, the mothers and the fathers of those children will be allowed to stay as well. So this is just uh, this is just an incredible turn of events. So they're emptying out not because they care about securing the border, but they're emptying out that bridge uh, just so that when the Black Lives Matter pro- protesters did get down there, it doesn't, quote, rile them up even more so. And then we have a violent scene on our hands at the southern border this weekend. Simply amazing. All right, let's get a quick time out. We'll come back. I want to hear from you. Don't forget, I've got three big guests coming up as well, but you're welcome at 216-901-0945 on The Authority. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Twenty-three on a Friday. Thanks for being with us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. If you don't get in to me, by the way, during the uh, 
two hours of this broadcast, I've got good news for you today. I've got three more hours for you to try to reach me, as I will be hosting for Dennis Prager today at noon. So noon to three. And I know we have Charlie Kirk on the air here at, at noon, uh, but I will be hosting for Dennis noon to three. And, of course, you can listen on the Dennis Prager uh, website or however it is that you choose to. So I'm sitting in for Dennis, and I would love to hear from you later today. Let's hear from Ted Cruz right now. I'll tell you, I've been to the border. I've been to the Biden cages. For four years, Democrats went on and on and on. The corrupt corporate media went on and on and on about kids in cages. You couldn't turn on the evening news without hearing kids in cages. What they didn't tell you is Barack Obama built those cages, and today under Joe Biden, the cages are bigger, and they're more full than they were before. Mr. President, every Democrat who stood up and lamented kids in cages in the House of Representatives, Representative Ocasio-Cortez has a famous photo of her grasping her head by the kids in cages. Well, I'm going to give a simple challenge for Representative Ocasio-Cortez and for every Democrat in this body. Go see the Biden cages with your own eyes. I've seen them, the Donna tent facility with over 4,000 people, with little boys and little girls on top of each other. Just a couple of weeks ago when I was in the Rio Grande Valley, the rate of COVID positivity in the Biden cages was over 22%. And all the Democrats who talked about this, if they don't go, if they don't denounce the Biden cages, then they're telling you, that they're hypocrites, that they didn't believe it when they said it, that they didn't care about it when they said it, that it was all politics. It wasn't about their kids. Why does Joe Biden refuse to go to the Rio Grande Valley? Because if he goes, the TV cameras will come with him. Why does Kamala Harris, who's supposed to be the border czar, she's supposed to be in charge of this, Why won't she go to the Rio Grande Valley? Because if she went, the TV cameras would come and would show the Biden cages. And the Democrats are counting on the corrupt corporate media to suddenly say nothing to see here. I think the uh, proper wording in today's uh, nomenclature uh, to describe what Ted Cruz did on the Senate floor yesterday would be called straight fire. Spitting truth. And straight fire, Ted Cruz essentially calling out every single ounce of the hypocrisy in the Democrat Party. And he deserves... Can you dig it? Or can you dig it? The best part about that, and you didn't get to see it unless you saw it on television, this is radio, but was when uh, Senator Cruz put his hands to his head mocking and imitating uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez when she was standing next to a chain-link fence that they wanted you to think was, quote, kids in cages. You remember this from about three years ago? Uh, crying, she had her head in her hands and she was standing next to this fence as, as if there were suffering children on the other side of the fence. But unfortunately, somebody took a wide-angle view of those photographs to and proved that they were 100% staged photo ops because she was standing next to a fence in like an empty grocery store parking lot. Now, it may, may not have been a grocery store, but it was a parking lot. It was empty on the other side. She posed next to just a random chain-link fence 
may have been in Westchester County, I don't know, but she posed next to a random fence in order to have a photo up that shows how much she was so hurt by the image of those kids on the other side of an empty parking lot. Ted Cruz is right. Pure hypocrisy. Why has Joe Biden, not as a president, not as vice president for eight years, not as a senator for around 40 years, ever been to the southern border to during an immigration crisis? Ever! Nearly 50 years in federal government has never gone down. Ted Cruz answered the question, why? And it's the same reason I gave when I brought this up over the course of the first 10 months of his presidency and during this crisis. I've said this, what Ted Cruz said yesterday. I feel like he stole it from me, but anywhere Biden goes, the cameras go, and the cameras can't be allowed to pick up all of the kids in cages. Anywhere Kamala Harris goes, the cameras go, and the cameras aren't allowed to film the kids in the cages. Only when President Trump is in office. Only then are you allowed to film those kids being detained and separated from the adults as they... um. Their families or their smugglers cross the border hoping to be able to stay in the, in the United States. Only during Donald Trump's uh, uh, administration was, was the, were the cameras allowed to be there. And that's why they don't go. Everybody knows this. So Ted Cruz calling the hip, hypocritical um, liberals in the United States um, Congress out and, of course, in the executive administration... That's why Kamala Harris, in her one trip to the quote-unquote border as border czar, as vice president, she didn't even bother going to the Donna facility. She didn't go to the McAllen facility or that area of the border. She didn't go uh, to to the Del Rio sector. She went to El Paso, where there's nothing happening. And even though she went down there, she stayed a good, uh, you know, five miles away from the border. She just made it a a photo op uh, or a media... Uh, uh, acknowledgement that I went down near the border to see what's going on. She saw nothing. Because if she had gone to see the actual crisis again, Ted Cruz is right. The cameras go with her. And then everybody sees the reality of what the Biden administration is not only allowing, but encouraging what, what they are responsible for. Don't think that they haven't seen this entire Haitian immigrant under the border in the Del Rio sector, don't think for one second they don't see the outcome of this as being an extraordinary success. They do. Why? Because ten to 12,000 of those 16,000 Haitians are now in the United States. And they will eventually be given, if the Democrats have their way, uh, amnesty and a pathway to voting rights and citizenship. Make no mistake about it. Take a time out now. It's 9.30 time for news. We're going to talk to a man who's had enough of the Biden administration. He has introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden in the United States Congress. We'll talk to Mr. Gibbs next, AM 1420, The Answer.
That's what we're doing. Somebody's got to do it. 936, good morning, good Friday to you. Thanks for spending the time with us. BLM going to the southern border this weekend to create havoc, and uh, that's why they had to get some 15,000, 16,000, well, 12,000 out of the 16,000 supposedly, quote-unquote, Haitian immigrants uh, from underneath that bridge. Uh, and to release them into the interior of the United States. Perfect solution. Don't want to get them all riled up down there when BLM is down there, so let's just bring them into the United States and destroy their little tent city. We'll talk more about that as we continue. But right now, let's talk about the man responsible for all of it, responsible for the economic decline that we are experiencing, the rise in prices, the uh, lack of uh, of employment opportunities. And when I say that, I'm being careful. Not to say lack of jobs. There's plenty of jobs. But they're not employment opportunities that people have been living free because the government's been giving them free money for the last uh, 18 months or so. So between the inability to get people employed, between the high, uh, rising prices, the tax increases promised, the deaths of 13 service personnel in Afghanistan, the, the abandonment on direct command of Americans behind enemy lines and the invasion of our southern border. Those are just some of the reasons, in my view, why uh, Joe Biden should be impeached. Let's talk to a man who is actually trying to accomplish that goal. Uh, Ohio Representative Bob Gibbs joins us now, Ohio's 7th Congressional District Representative. He has introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden, and I say it's long overdue. Mr. Gibbs, good morning. Good to talk to you. How are you, sir? Uh, Good morning, Bob. Glad to be with you. I think you could have done this in February, I swear to goodness, uh, because because he has completely abandoned his oath to the to protect the people of this country. And, you know, they, people have been treating him with kid gloves because that's the way it is, it is done in the American media with Democrat presidents, no matter how incompetent, no matter how unqualified, no matter how, uh, you know, potentially treasonous they are, they don't get held to account. So um, tell me. What led you and a few other Democrats in the House, sir, to finally introduce these articles? Uh, that's Republicans, not Democrats. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say uh, Democrats? My apologies. Well, of course, I wish no we Democrats. had some Democrats that wanted to do it. <laughs> I know, exactly, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, it's just appalling uh, what this administration has done in, in less than nine months of this country. And, you know, I picked out the things that I think he I know he violated his oath to office in the Constitution. Now, there's a lot of other things you can talk about, policy issues like inflation, making us energy dependent again, yep. and all that. But my three articles of impeachment, I'll just go through quickly what each article is. The first, first article is the disaster at the southern border. He's failed to secure the border. We have all kinds of people coming across the border. We don't know who they are. And then what really got me uh, more upset, I guess you could say, is when he when President Biden said, "Don't go visit your relatives and friends on Labor Day weekend because of COVID." Then you find out that we are have thousands of um, uh, illegal migrants coming across the border, and we're putting them on uh, buses and planes and ship and transporting them all over the country. And some of them, unfortunately, are infected with COVID. And and there's no protocols there; they're just shipping around the country. And so we all know that's a disaster at the southern border. Uh, the other Two amendments. The uh, articles are as the uh, uh, eviction moratorium. Uh, he he said he could not. He didn't have the constitutional authority to extend the eviction moratorium, and the and the U.S. Supreme Court even gave him an edict uh, that said no, that wasn't constitutional. Do that. Two days later, he does it, and then now the Supreme Court has stepped in and and, and, and straightened it out again. I guess. But you know, you think about it. That is a, a, a attack on on private property rights. It's an attack on the contractual law between landlords and tenants. 
and and we've got landlords out there. Lots of them are, are uh, you know, just families that maybe try to make some investments, have one or two properties, and rent them out. Now they got to pay the mortgage in that property. they got to pay the upkeep and the property taxes, and they can't get any revenue, and they can't evict the people there for uh, not paying their, their rent. Now, of course, the third article is the debacle that happened in Afghanistan. You know, we pulled out our last of our military troops uh, ahead of pulling out the American citizens and uh, $84 billion worth of equipment and hardware. He left it to the enemy. So he abated, he, he aided and abetted the Taliban, our enemy, our terrorist organization. Uh, and he left America behind. And he also uh, violated our agreements with the, with our allies. There was 8,000 allied troops in, in there, and they were left, they were left uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the cold. They didn't know this was going to happen the way he did it. And, and, uh, so, you know, American security, he's put American security at risk, American, uh, and Americans at risk, and that's a violation of his oath to office. You know, we're talking with uh, Ohio Congressman Bob Gibbs, Ohio's 7th Congressional District Representative. I'm so glad to hear you give voice to the part about aiding and abetting the enemy. That's the thing that I've been screaming ever since I found out a few weeks ago, like the rest of us, uh, that $85 billion worth of American military equipment and munitions has now been left in the hands of our enemies. The Taliban are our enemies. And particularly the fact that this all happened right around the 20th anniversary of the Taliban's attack through their operatives in al-Qaeda on the United States of America. We have aided and abetted and uh, a sworn enemy of the United States. That alone should be enough reason for impeachment. That literally puts Americans in a very, very dangerous predicament. predicament. And, uh, Mr. Gibbs, is it even possible that we are not going to have to go back to Afghanistan once they start making use of that windfall of, of military equipment that we gave uh, you know, well, a, a terrorist yeah. organization that likes to wage war on the West? I think it's even worse than that because we've we've opened the door now uh, for our adversaries, uh, uh, Russia, Putin, uh, China, and, you know, I don't know where Pakistan falls into that. And, of course, Iran, you know, China for sure is moving into the the country, making deals with the Taliban. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, uh, so, you know, we're we're emboldening our enemies. Uh, I, I think we're in a worse shape than we were on September 10th, 2001. Because now you've got the weaponry, you've got uh, America is is weak, so they can recruit more the the, the, the uh, Al Qaeda and, and all the other terrorists. Uh, and, you know, it's a recruiting tool, um, and I think you're going to see they got a stronger hold, a stronger you know place that to, to build their forces. And you know, my fear is that there will be major attacks on our homeland at some point. And uh, this was just a disaster. The consequences of this uh, debacle, uh, uh, irresponsible withdrawal from Afghanistan is going to have consequences for many years to come, and we're mm-hmm. going to pay, I think, a very high price. Uh, let's talk about your critics. Um, you know, the left, the media, the, the, the Democrats, they're all going to say, this is ridiculous, this is nothing more than grandstanding, you're looking for a photo op, you're looking for some publicity, because you know this isn't going anywhere in a Democrat-controlled house. So they're going to say, why are you bothering with this, and what do you say? Well, it's, you're absolutely right. Under uh, Speaker Pelosi, it's not going to go anywhere in the House, but it's the right thing to do because I I can't think uh, if this is if his offenses aren't impeachable, I don't know what is. I mean, they impeached uh, uh, former President Trump over a phone call, which he released the transcript the next day, and it's like they're impeaching him over what? You know, 
And and here we have, you know, a president that's been derelict in his duties. He's been incompetent at best, and then some of it might even be intentional at the southern border. Uh, but he's definitely put our country at risk because our border's wide open down there, and his homeland secretary goes down there and tells tells the world that the border's closed, and you got fifteen thousand people on the in the uh, sitting underneath him the bridge under the bridge. I, I, you know, it's just incredible, and and so we're at risk as as a nation. Uh, risk of public safety, our security, and not to mention all the other things that's coming across from the border. We don't know who they are. We don't know, you know some of the Afghans. I'm sure that the Afghans, refugees, are, most of them, a lot of them are, are, are good people that want to uh, be, be live here and, 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 and seek the American dream, but we don't know who they all are. I mean, uh, I, there's nothing, it's very difficult to vet them because all the, 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 the things that compare the records to don't exist anymore. Right. Well, it's and, impossible uh, to vet them now because they're here. They're, I mean, you know, yeah. they took. They said they took 120,000 people, uh, eventually evacuated in all of those airlifts. Uh, 6% of them were American citizens. I think another few percent of them were Afghan, were, were confirmed and hel- uh, were SIVs, uh, special immigration visa holders. Yeah. So we knew they yeah. were okay. Uh, but, but that's, uh, all adds up to about 14%, which means 86% of the people who were brought here on those airlifts, on those planes, um, were either Afghan or other foreign nationals who have been completely non-vetted. Nobody knows who they are, whether they're loyal to the American cause and want to live in the West because they love it, or whether they're loyal to the Taliban and are coming here to to start their own cells or to participate in whatever the next attack will be. So to me, that, again, just the Afghanistan side of things, that is enough. You know What he has done mm-hmm. in terms of putting the American people at risk, his, his violation of his oath to secure the nation, that is enough in of itself and now that they're here you know as well as i do they're not going to show up for hearings to determine their status uh we're never going to see these people again perhaps until they do something that we regret i i absolutely 100 percent agree with you and uh you know i time will tell but my fear is we're being invaded right now and uh you know the, our, our our leadership here and our federal government uh, is in denial and, and, and well, doesn't believe we are. Let's talk about that southern border again. You brought it up a second ago. I'm going to take issue with one word you used. You said it might be intentional. I don't think there's any might about it. Uh, I mean, in, in all seriousness, when you have what we have seen, and your your colleague, Congressman Jim Jordan, said this about three days ago, said it's absolutely intentional, and any reasonable person can see that, because... Um, and he listed three of the months. You know, April we had the highest number of of, of border encounters mm-hmm. and and uh, in uh, in history until uh, May, and then the same thing from May to June to July and August. Every month we're setting a new record, and every month over two hundred thousand of these border encounters uh, or apprehensions. Congressman Gibbs and Joe or Joe Biden has never once gone down there to see the debacle to see and address the crisis firsthand. So that means he's letting it happen and intentionally ignoring it. How can it be anything other than, uh, you know, an, an intentional act? I think I think on the southern border, especially as we're seeing now, I think you're correct, it is intentional. And uh, Afghanistan might be more incompetence. Uh, but the, the administration is definitely incompetent, but they're also doing some intentional things because they do want to, as they say, transform America and... Uh, they're transforming into something we don't really, you know, it's not our 245-year history of a, of a free market, uh, democ- constitutional republic. They want to go to a socialist, a democratic socialist uh, country and or worse. And we see that we've got Marxists in the House of Representatives now and uh, see what they, what they support. We do. 
their yeah. actions are. We do. And we absolutely do. You know, so they call themselves, quote unquote, democratic socialists. Democratic is nothing but a modifier to make it sound a little bit more palatable. Socialism is socialism, which is rooted in Marxism. And we all know the drill. So you're exactly right. We do. The question is, is how do we neuter these people? How do we stop them from destroying this country? And the only way is to get the majority back. Uh, so That's we're, correct. so we're, we're a little over what, 13, 14 months away from, uh, the November midterm elections. Do you have faith, Congressman Gibbs? Or Biggs, excuse, excuse, excuse me. Uh, do you have faith, uh, Bob Gibbs, that the um, elections will be fair by that time? Given the fact that a lot of states are implementing new um, election integrity laws to make it easier to vote but harder to cheat, do you think that we'll have free and fair elections enough to get us the majority back in thirteen months? Yes, I do. I think we're uh, the Republican Party. You know, it's waking up. We control most of the state, a uh, majority of the state legislatures. Uh, so they, and, and as you know, the state laws, there's some guardrail legislation laws on the books at the federal level, but this, the states, you know, control their, their own elections. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just have to do a better job of, of what's, uh, you know, paying attention to what's going on, especially before the election day or before voting actually starts. And, and, uh, when some of the states that, we we had I have issues with in the, in the last year in the election was there was things that happened the Democratic Party filed some lawsuits and in, in a couple of few of those states they weren't they didn't do a good job my my party didn't do a good job defending against those and they lost some of those lawsuits uh, but I think like in the state of Ohio we have, I think we have fair free election uh, easy access uh, but it's just incredible the Democrats you know, here they want to pass uh, legislation. So to do away with voter ID, to make mandatory mail-in ballots, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's the kind of stuff where obviously fraud is going to happen. You have to have a, you have to have an idea to do almost anything in this country, but not, to, not, but they don't want to go vote. Oh, come on, that's just ridiculous. It, it is beyond ridiculous. We are talking uh, with uh, Bob Gibbs, Ohio State Representative. By the way, your B's and G's always mix me up with Andy Gibbs, his G's and B's, and you're both sponsors of this these articles of impeachment. So my apologies. Yeah, we were on we were on a, on a uh, network TV showed early this morning, and and it was uh, difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, last thing for you, uh, uh, Mr. Gibbs, and I do appreciate you coming on here. Is we didn't talk about it, the mandate. Um, I, I I feel like, and I, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, so I, I and and I don't know it as as well as perhaps I should. Maybe you do. Does the president even have the constitutional authority to do what he has done here to private businesses? Any businesses oh, I don't think over 100 so. I, uh, persons, yeah. uh, employees rather, that forcing them to give up their own medical privacy and make their own medical decisions, forcing them to take a toxin into their body or else lose their jobs? No, I, in my opinion, he doesn't. He does not have that authority, and I think that uh, you know if that goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, they would rule the right way. Uh, I, it's just, you know, it's just unbelievable that uh, they would do that. And you're going to use OSHA to enforce it. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's a that's good policy right there, isn't it? The only reason uh, I brought it up is because I'm, I am I think it's impeachable as well. I think there's another article there that may be oh, I do too. No, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't put that in because it was still in the process. We never got this introduced and moving forward. But, 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 but I agree with you. But since they haven't got through it in the rules and it's not through the rule process and with OSHA and everything, we thought it was uh, uh, you know premature for us to do it, which caused right. issues. So, but I totally agree that uh, that's uh, unconstitutional. 
You know, bad policy is one thing. You can't impeach over bad policy or policy dis- disagreement. But, but high crimes and misdemeanors, you can. And completely ignoring the order of the Supreme Court on, on uh, eviction, the eviction moratorium, as you said, yep. completely abandoning American citizens, uh, not protecting the national sovereignty and security of this country, all of the things that your articles are based on are high crimes and misdemeanors. And I think an executive order uh, essentially revoking the, the rights of, of, of the American people and the businesses that employ them when it comes to their medical conditions, I think, is another one. Uh, I'm glad you introduced these articles. Again, I know it's an uphill fight to get anything done with them, but we need to get all of this on the record, and I'm really glad that you're doing that. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Bob Gibbs, Ohio 7th Congressional District Representative, joining us this morning. Thank you so much, sir. Keep up the good work. Yep, thank you very much. Take care. Nine fifty-two. We'll take a quick time out here. Yeah, Bob Gibbs and Andy Biggs are both co-sponsors of these articles of impeachment, and I've probably called him Biggs a couple of times and Gibbs a couple of other times, and I'll probably do the same thing with Andy Andy uh, Biggs, Biggs, Gibbs, Giblets, or whatever they are. We'll be right back. Ohio's first station is now the answer for Northeast Ohio. We're AM 1420, the answer. You know what uh, Mr. Gibbs just said is, is very important. It's the right thing to do, and it has to be on the record, because sometimes, you know, if things build upon themselves enough, um. You need you need to have a you need to have kind of a timeline a paper trail, and if nothing else, filing these articles of impeachment now in you know the first ten months of of Biden's presidency, highlighting his his high crimes and misdemeanors, and quite frankly, there are many things that do I think rise to that level, um, and getting the, those articles in the record, it will help perhaps after twenty twenty two when we do get the majority. And it's not like we're just starting and saying this thing happened or that thing happened. It can be a pattern of high crimes and misdemeanors. And mind you, everything that Bob Gibbs just talked about far surpasses anything that they alleged that Donald Trump did when they impeached him not once, but twice. I want you to think about that. They impeached him over a phone call, a phone call to a foreign leader in which they discussed policy, they released the transcript, hid nothing, and they tried to impeach him. And why? Because it was the keeping of a promise. They had promised, literally, before he even took office, that they would impeach him. They announced, the media did, that the Democrats' plan B, the fail-safe here, is if, if he somehow beats Hillary Clinton is, we'll be able to impeach him. And there wasn't anything impeachable. So, you know, three years into the entire affair, they go with the, the uh, well, that phone call. That was really bad. You tried, to, uh, uh, you tried to influence a foreign leader into helping you get reelected here. And it was trash, all of it, which is why, of course, it failed. And then, of course, they tried to impeach him over January 6th, saying that he incited an insurrection, saying that Donald Trump was responsible for the worst attack on America since the Civil War. Democrats in the Congress, both uh, chambers, House and Senate, have said that the January 6th breaching of the Capitol was worse than both 
December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor, and September 11, 2001, the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. That the January 6th event was worse than those. Nothing like it since the Civil War. And now there are hundreds of political prisoners being held for 10 months on without charges while they continue to try to punish Donald Trump supporters for simply being Donald Trump supporters. I've got more on that for you before we're done this morning, I promise. Right now, though, we've got news, and on the other side of the news, Bernie Moreno is a Senate candidate, one of many. We talked to J.D. Vance yesterday. We're kind of rotating our way through these candidates as the opportunities uh, allow. But uh, Bernie Moreno is going to talk to us not just about his Senate campaign. He's going to talk about an effort that he made to save the Cleveland Indians. I'm going to hit that with Bernie Moreno, and then we're going to talk about where he's going. Special trip, a trip that Joe Biden is afraid to make on Monday. I'll let him tell you that after the news on AM 1420. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com